Hello and welcome into a breaking edition of the PHNX D-Bags podcast. Happy 420 to all who observe. It's a 420 miracle. Madison Bumgardner has been designated for assignment by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, welcome in. Of course, I am your mayor of emergencies, occasionally known as Derek Montilla. He is your vice mayor of emergencies. He's also your thunderstick. It's Jesse Friedman. Derek, it's... Uh... It's a good day to be a D-backs fan, right? I think there's a lot of people who are very excited about this. We were talking yesterday after our show about the possibility of this happening and the significance that it would have, <laughs> the significance that it would have for this season. And, and I brought it up yesterday. I was like, you know what? I think Diamondbacks fans may well get more excited about Madison Bumgarner being DFA'd than they would about some splashy trade like around the trade deadline right like this is something that diamondbacks fans have wanted uh dating back to the 2021 season when mad bum actually had some stints of being pretty good for this team uh last year i guess early in the season last year he was also uh, pretty good for a while there but uh these last 14 starts the mad bum has made with the diamondbacks derek he has an era around eight that's almost half a season of of pitching in a starting rotation with an era around eight this was absolutely the decision that the Diamondbacks had to make, as we discussed yesterday, um, and and good on them for for going out and you know they're eating a ton of money. Uh, but this is the decision. Fifty-two million dollars, Jesse. Fifty-two million dollars. If we want to start off with talking about the bad, there's the bad. Fifty-two million dollars, uh, including the fifteen million in deferred payments that they would have to make. Uh, there's just so many things about this that don't make sense right? It doesn't make sense to cut ties with somebody uh, that has had the career that Madison Bumgarner has had. It doesn't make sense to eat that much money. However, when you look at Madison Bumgarner's numbers this year, it was absolutely the decision that had to be made. We talked about the money. We talked about eating $52 million. And we asked the question, is it worth it to eat that much money and have him still in your starting rotation, essentially making it very difficult on you to win a game every five days or eat that money and bring up one of the young guys, give somebody else an opportunity. Hell, even at this point, you know, find, find someone via a trade or something of that sort. Even if that's, if you feel like you're that shallow now, if you feel like you don't have the depth you had, even going that route right now seems like a better route than allowing Madison Bumgarner to continue in the starting rotation his numbers this year that you compiled are staggering. 16 and two-thirds innings pitched in four starts. Four starts, so averaging around four innings per start. He, The Diamondbacks have lost, I believe, all four of his starts, Jesse? he he. They he, they actually did win one of those games. They're one in three they in, did his, win one. in his okay. four starts, yeah. But not because of him. Uh, 25 no. hits allowed, 20 runs, 19 earned, 15 walks to 10 strikeouts, a 10.26 ERA, 2.40 whip, a, a 347 opponent batting average. I mean, they're they're video game numbers, right? Like this is not it's stupid. This is this is not what's what it's supposed to be like when you sign a guy like Madison Bumgarner, who not that long ago was still a pretty good pitcher in this league, right? And and I was honestly staggered when I looked up Madison Bumgarner's stats with the Giants one more time. It's not that I hadn't seen them before. But man, the year before Madison Bumgarner became a member of this Diamondbacks organization, he was not a bad pitcher. 
you know, nope. like, like nope. he wasn't peak mad bum 2019 mad bum was not peak mad bum, but he had a sub four ERA. Uh, he pitched 207 plus innings for the giants that year. Uh, and, and it was, it was sort of like mad bum being mad bum. And I remember at the time people were a little bit shaky about this signing, right? Five years, $85 million. Not everyone was super on board, but a lot of people were because the numbers that he was putting up with San Francisco yeah. at the time were still good enough where you figured that, okay, it's not peak Madison Bumgarner. You know, right. he, he might not, right. he might not be the kind of pitcher that he was in his prime, but he could still give a young Diamondbacks rotation some, some much needed innings. And he just hasn't done that. Mad Bum has thrown uh, about 360 innings, give or take, uh, dating back to 2020. So uh, that's not necessarily, it's not like he's missed tons and tons of starts or anything, but as you said, he's he's not been going deep into games this year. He really wasn't going deep into games last year. That just hasn't been part of of what he's been able to bring to the Diamondbacks. And uh, overall, it's I mean it's been terrible. Derek, he has in his Diamondbacks career, Madison Bumgarner. I, I tweeted this out earlier. Madison Bumgarner has negative zero point six uh, baseball reference WAR. So according to sure. Baseball Reference, he has been a below replacement level player for now going on four seasons. And it doesn't matter how much you're paying the guy, uh, you know, at that point, if you got, if you're getting below replacement level production from a pitcher for that long, you got to let him go. And that's what the diamondbacks did. Kylo says, I'm sad, but also happy. And I, I, I feel like that's kind of how I feel too. Right. Um, to, to, to an extent, Jesse and I are around these guys and get to kind of know them a little bit, not to say either one of us got to know mad bum based on his personality and his, uh, I guess his fondness for media, but uh, you could, the one thing that I've kind of tried to uh, tried to say it quite a bit, or at least try to defend mad bum on is uh, he never seemed like he wasn't upset about his performance uh, with himself, that he wasn't trying to get better every single day. It just, just wasn't happening. I mean, I saw some questions. Someone said, I think it was Gabriel said something about does his decline have some, than to do with the ban of sticky stuff in baseball. Perhaps I have no way to know that we don't have any way to really uh, suggest that kind of thing. Uh, it, it, it's not like Madison Bumgarner is that old. He's just had a very extensive career. Uh, his career with Arizona though, not great. Like Jesse said, uh, 15 and 32 in 69 starts. Nice. Um, okay, come on. Come on, he's going to total 69 starts and he gets DFA'd on 420. Is this not a perfect uh, set of numbers ever in a career? Uh, 5.23 ERA in his entire time with Arizona. And that's still that's that's still very high to me considering that we've seen Mad Bum in, in, in small stints, you know, for, for small periods of time with this team actually be quite good last year was one of those times every starting pitcher on this team was quite good uh to start the season last year so uh i i, I it's not like we haven't seen what madison bumgarner could be it's just the consistency this year no consistency at all not even a light really at the end of the tunnel that makes you think that he can get through this and kind of overcome it we talked about some of the other options which we probably are sure Madison Bumgarner wasn't okay with like going to the bullpen. Uh, but you also have, you know, have, have, have the fact that he's just not been very good this entire time with this team, right? There's just not, yeah. 
there's not really something you can look back on in his time in his tenure with the Diamondbacks and say, well, there was, you know, at least the that, you know, I, aside from small, like maybe a month here and there where he was good, uh, he just he just ended up costing this team a whole lot of money. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of of costing this team, right? We talked about yesterday how the Diamondbacks came out in spring training and they were going to give Mad Bum that starting rotation spot no matter what, right? It didn't yeah. matter how Bumgarner pitched in spring training, that that rotation spot was locked down for him. And what it did is you've got four games that Mad Bum pitched in this year, and the Diamondbacks went one and three in those games, right? So fortunately, they were able to they were able to pull out a win. But at the end of the season, Derek, if we get to a point where the Diamondbacks are in the playoff mix and things are tight, as I'm sure they would be if the Diamondbacks are in that position, you're going to look back on those four games, right? You're going to look back on the four games that Madison Bumgarner pitched in. Diamondbacks were able to come away with one win, but they were one and three. You know, could you have gone two and two? Could you have gone three and one in those games if you had somebody else in the starting rotation at that point? If things are close at the end of the season, those are conversations that we're probably going to have to have. And you'll never really know the answer, but that's what the Diamondbacks have, have done by, by bringing in Madison Bumgarner into the rotation, regardless of, of his performance and not forcing him to earn it. They've gotten a very, very poor performance from him in four starts. And unfortunately, even though they are making this decision now, those four games are always going to be there, right? Those three losses yeah. with Bumgarner on the mound are always going to be there. And, and, Fortunately, it's not that many, right? The D-backs are making this move pretty early in the season, but it is something we might have to think about down the road. Overall, do you think that, what What do you think? I mean, we we talked about this on yesterday's show and we thought that we might uh, hear this announcement in Tori Lovello's press conference today. In fact, pulling back the curtain a little bit for our viewers and our listeners, we actually planned uh, an emergency podcast, which we, don't really do because that's why they're called emergency podcasts. Um, but we plan. <laughs> this is a planned, a planned, expected emergency. <laughs> we expected an emergency to take place today, and it just took place earlier in the day than we thought it was going to. Right, but we felt like this move was imminent. I just have to ask you: are Are you still surprised that they did it, or or is this like something that you just actually expected to see them do this quickly? I'm not surprised. I, I am not surprised. I had some people ask that yesterday on Twitter, you know, like, would you, would you be surprised if this is it? And, I, and my answer was no. Um, I, I wouldn't say I was, I was a hundred percent sold that that was the move that the Diamondbacks were going to make. Um, there was still part of me that wondered, okay, it's a tough matchup in St. Louis. Maybe you want to get him a start at home against the Kansas city Royals and, you know, see how, see how that works. He has faced some pretty good competition this season. Uh, but yeah, the Diamondbacks chose not not to go down that road. And in my opinion, rightfully so. So what do we do next? What do you think the next move is? We talked about Brandon Fott almost lining up with Tori Lovello, but due to an off day in Reno, Fott now is kind of a day off. Do you think that that still matters? Do you think that they would still bring him in possibly for the next start? Or do you think we see Tommy Henry? I feel like those two are our leading candidates here to be called up from from the Aces. Yeah, I think it's going to be Tommy Henry. Uh, Nick Picoro uh, said that from what he's been told uh, after he reported that Mad Bum had been DFA'd, Nick Picoro reported that uh, Tommy Henry uh, will make the next start for the Diamondbacks. And that's what we talked about yesterday as being the most likely outcome because, yeah, uh, as right. you just said, Brandon Fott starts tonight uh, for the Reno Aces. So he would be on three days rest. 
to take Mad Bum's next start. So that didn't seem like a realistic possibility. They were aligned perfectly as of Madison Bumgarner's last start. But the fact that the Diamondbacks haven't had an off day since then and the Reno Aces uh, typically get Mondays off, that that misaligned them and made that no longer a possibility. So Tommy Henry is, is going to get called up. He's going to make Madison Bumgarner's next start. Uh, he's going to join this rotation uh, from from at least that's what I'm expecting. I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to bring him up not just for one start, but assuming he does OK, they're probably going to keep him in that role moving forward. Uh, and Brandon Fott is just going to continue to be down in Reno, Derek. And and I'm sure uh, I, I think we're going to see him soon. I think it's going to happen soon, but there's still no clear path to Brandon Fott on the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is it's it's a bit perplexing to me, like because obviously the big the 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 big concern here, the main focus is the major league team. Right. Uh, and I feel like Fott could skip his start tonight right get called up and just be on an extra day arrest did that would that do something would that impact him negatively to have an extra day of rest and just skip tonight's start and then start in in his in in Madison Bumgarner's next start or is that what what would that do yeah that's interesting i mean yeah if like if he just didn't make his start tonight and then they uh i don't know if the aces with all due respect to the aces that. i love the aces i absolutely do um but also, uh, I don't. <laughs> they don't care. need it. They don't need a starter. They don't need a starter tonight, right? right? I want fought, I want fought up here. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, that would be kind of weird because if you if you don't have him make a start, then you then you're having him pitch on like nine days rest or ten yeah, days. Yeah. Like that would be a long time to go yeah, without pitching. Yeah, right. I guess they could have him throw bullpens or something on the side, but. Right. But I, I I'm don't. Just, I'm just thinking. You know, I'm. I. I you're right though, because because you just, of his you last. You want Brandon start. fought, and I understand. I just want Brandon fought, Jesse. <laughs> I think they do too, right? But it, it's going to have to wait, maybe a little bit down the road. I'm just concerned that they might do the Corbin Carroll thing and wait until way later in the season to bring up Brandon fought. Um, and and I don't like that. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I I don't necessarily know that for sure. Brandon Fott is is ready to go. He is ready to go right now. And the D-backs have this kind of pecking order set up. Uh, I remember when the D-backs made uh, some hard decisions during spring training when they sent down both Brandon Fott and Tommy Henry. Uh, Tory Lavelle said something along the lines of, it's not their turn yet. Or he alluded to that for at least one of those two guys. And, and I would assume it would be true for both of them. The, the D-backs have this kind of pecking order where Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson were at the top because they came up last year, they were very successful. And then Tommy Henry is next, because he came up last year, wasn't quite as successful, but he did show some positive signs at times. So he's next. And then Brandon Fott is after him, right? And yes. I, I don't necessarily, I'm with you. I don't necessarily believe that that pecking order should be as strict as it is. But also Tommy Henry had a really good start his last time out in Reno. Uh, six innings, two runs, four hits, no walks, six strikeouts. Uh, his numbers overall this year are not as good as Brandon Fott's, but they're at least somewhat within striking distance of each other. And I think both pitchers do deserve an opportunity in the big leagues. As for whether when when Brandon Fott gets up, I still think it's going to happen soon, Derek. I still I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think it's going to happen soon. I like I am the Larry's idea right here. He says, bring Fott up, have him start tomorrow against the Padres. So he dominates. And then that pushes Gallon to Saturday. And then Gallon starts on his bobblehead night. That's a win go. for everybody. That's a win all the way around. <laughs> I'm doing the home run call. That's a win. 
Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you. Sometimes it makes sense. Uh, I know Tommy Henry, they're very high on. There is the possibility, I think somebody brought it up, that Fott comes up and replaces potentially maybe maybe Dre Jameson. Maybe we see Jameson return to the bullpen. Yeah. I don't hate that. There's I, a lot of I just don't hate that anymore go. because I feel like Jameson was so valuable for this team there that should they have to do that, that's that that's something that might, you know, restore a bit of balance and order to the pen that doesn't that's that has felt out of place ever since he's left it. Another another thing that I will throw out there, Peter Solomon was not good yesterday and has not been good in Absolutely two of not. his three appearances since being called up from Reno. Another outcome that I could see at some point is if maybe maybe if Tommy Henry has some struggles in the rotation, they could move Tommy Henry into Peter Solomon's role. That, that wouldn't totally shock me. The, the D-backs in spring training had conversations with Tommy Henry about being a long man out of the bullpen. Conversations that at the time they were not having with Dre Jameson or with Ryan Nelson or with Brandon Fott. They were more interested in having Tommy Henry in that role. I could see it. I don't know exactly how it'll materialize. It, it might take some time. I could maybe see a scenario where Tommy Henry gets moved into that long man role and then sure. Brandon Fott sure. enters the rotation that way. Or yes, maybe Dre Jamison goes back into that role uh, and that opens the door for, for Brandon Fott. Either way, Derek, the D-backs have a whole lot of rookie pitchers in the big leagues right now. Their rotation yeah. consists of Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, and three rookie starting pitchers in Dre Jamison, Ryan Nelson, and Tommy Henry. And we've got Give Brandon it Fott Give right it around me. the corner, right? Inject it into my veins, Jesse. <laughs> I want that. We wanted that. We want that. That's the only way this team can succeed. This team cannot succeed based on having high-priced free agents like Madison Bumgarner as a part of it. It's just... It's not. Well, it the could. Kind of- it could have succeeded if Madison Bumgarner wasn't basically the worst pitcher in baseball over the last four or five it's, months. It's it it's just a worked. matter of committing so much money to somebody like that, and then again, if they aren't if they aren't good, that's where so much of your focus is. That's where so much of your money is invested, and like what we've seen, it makes it so hard not to start him. Right? If Ryan Nelson or Dre Jameson was struggling like that, their asses would have been out of the rotation way longer than than four they wouldn't have they wouldn't have made the rotation back in spring training if they if they if they pitched in spring training like mad bum did they wouldn't have even made the starting rotation and that's that's the part that sucks that's the part where the incumbency and the money spent on the player doesn't doesn't allow for the team to treat him the same as they would other players right yeah yeah uh, I mean, that's I mean, that's like, yeah, Mike Hazen at the end of last season talked about when he was asked about Mad Bum's role. He said he, he said word for word incumbency matters, right, to some degree. And he talked about how damned. Yeah. I mean, isn't that kind of the isn't that kind of the takeaway of this whole narrative, though? The Diamondbacks yeah. have we've been saying lost. it for months. It's crazy, but we've been saying it for months, months and months and months. The Diamondbacks have been OK losing games and being a worse team than they otherwise could have been because of incumbency, because of allegiance to veterans. And it's been kind of a trend with the organization, Derek. The D-backs have been a little bit too patient, I think, with with some guys, right? Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of them are relievers, I guess, that I'm thinking of. Uh, they've had a number of relievers who did a little bit more damage than maybe other teams would have allowed them to do. 
and and they were okay with that. And I think you could make a same case for Madison Bumgarner. If Madison Bumgarner were on the Los Angeles Dodgers, would they have taken? Would the Dodgers have allowed Bumgarner to struggle to this degree? Right. First of all, I don't think the Dodgers would have signed Madison Bumgarner because I think their talent evaluation is is maybe to the point where they might have recognized that this was going to happen uh, a few years ago. But I don't think a team like the Dodgers is is ever that patient. It doesn't matter. Obviously, they have deeper pockets, but it doesn't matter how much money they're paying to, to someone. They're not going to let that hurt them. And it's something that you'd like to see the D-backs start to do a little bit more quickly. And, and I think they have a, a chance to do that maybe. As the talent in the organization improves, it puts you in position to be able to move on from other guys more quickly and be like, oh, we have a, we have a better guy you know, waiting around the corner and, and we don't, you know, we don't have to tolerate this for as long. So maybe this paves the way for the D-backs to make faster decisions moving forward. I, I think the biggest thing here is it allows them now to play the best players that they have. And I, I feel that goes across the board. Like, yeah, you're going to have your guys that have bigger contracts. You're going to have your Cattell Marte contract. You now have your Corbin Carroll contract, right? But the Diamondbacks can, can literally play if if somebody gets hot in in the minors there's nobody that's whose job is so safe that they might not call them up in order to play just because of you know uh performance right that was the one thing here with Madison Bumgarner that was just kind of holding them back and that's probably still maybe Zach Gallon, Christian Walker a couple of other guys on the team aren't going to exactly you know immediately get pulled from their role just on on based on a few bad performances but uh, it really does feel like Tori has the opportunity now to uh, play the best players and make this team as good as possible with with the talent they have. They have a lot of young talent that is is being blocked in the minors and uh, continues to be blocked. Right? We've talked about how many left-handed hitting outfielders they have and such. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's just there's a, a lot of op- options for for Tori Lavolo for him to turn to. But man, I, I'll tell you, this just feels like a fresh start uh, for the Diamondbacks. If you haven't had a chance to already subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel while you're here, we appreciate you guys all being here. Uh, like the like the thing says there, smash that like button. Uh, it's, of course, it's, it's I like it a lot, but it's Jesse's favorite thing in the whole world. Right, you're on that side, Jesse. I don't know which side you're on anymore. <laughs> but uh, by the way, we will be back with our normal episode today at 1 p.m. We have a lot of uh, stuff about Major League Baseball to discuss and big news happening, including... Uh, news on the Oakland A's moving to Las Vegas and more, which we will be discussing. But uh, this is all mad bum, all, all mad bum all the time. And to be honest, uh, we've had some uh, good, like I said, we've had some good moments with mad bum. Uh, remember Mason Saunders? Remember the Mason Saunders days? Those were good times, Jesse. But uh, he was it, in 2021, Madison Bumgarner had a really good stretch. Like Bumgarner was yes. one of the best pitchers in baseball for about six weeks i think it was uh near like the beginning middle portion of that 2021 season outside of that it was it was all pretty bad Derek. uh his his 2022 season did get off to a good start he had a good era for a month or two last year but you know we we were kind of calling it out from a mile away the peripherals were not good uh he wasn't really striking batters out he was allowing a lot of home runs it felt like things were going to even out over time. And sure enough, by the end of the season, Mad Bum had an ERA of almost five. So you kind of figure out. And that's the problem. Happen. That's to find, to find the good, you know, you have to really, uh, you have to really search for it. 
you know, and that's the problem with Mad Bum's time here. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There was a period of time uh, in 2021, early in the season. The, the seven-inning seven nice no-hitter, as Gabriel yeah. just pointed out. That's right. Uh, he was 4-0 and oh, uh, with a 0. 0.90 ERA uh, early in 2021. Yeah, and like those are the stretches that I'm talking about when I say like we've had those stretches that were very encouraging. We've had those stretches that made you say, Hey, look, this is maybe this is maybe this is him getting back on track. It just didn't just didn't stay there. And unfortunately, this season, like I said earlier, we just haven't seen that at all this season. Uh, we yeah. didn't see it really in spring. We've just not seen anything this this year. And and you look back at how his season ended last year. They shut him down early, right? Because he was struggling at the end of last year. He had reached his uh his innings max that Tory wanted him to to hit but i think that was also still based more on his performance rather than you know the fact that his his arm was tired you know we've heard arm fatigue quite a bit we even speculated that we might see him go on the injury list instead of going this route just due to the fact that they respected bumgarner so much yet here we are today on 420 of all days. I still don't know if I'm high. I don't know if this is a joke. I don't know what's going on, but Madison Bumgarner has been designated for assignment. Yeah. So as far as how this process works, um, being designated for assignment leaves the D-backs a window where uh, he is immediately removed from the 40-man roster, but it leaves the D-backs a window to trade him to another team. Uh, should they so choose should they choose to do so that is not going to happen no team is going to trade for madison pumpkinner on this contract uh yeah yeah fingers, fingers crossed I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think maybe the bad. giants want to do something fun with like bringing him back just to just to tip his cap i don't know no no team is going to uh place a waiver claim on him either so uh so yeah what's going there's going to be a period of time of a few days here uh and then after that mad bum will will be officially released and then he would be free to sign with another team the d-backs will owe him all of the money that we've talked about but he would be free to sign with another team for uh the major league minimum of seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars. or i mean maybe it would be a minor league deal i don't know if a team would necessarily give him a big league deal at this point um but i will say right now i don't think you've seen the last of madison bumgarner pitching in the majors unless he chooses unless he makes that decision himself that he is not interested in doing that, which is, which is totally possible. We don't know how he feels about this. Um, but it, it is, it is likely even that if mad bum is out there and he's, and he wants to keep pitching, some team is going to take a chance on one of the best world series pitchers of all time, right? Some team is going to see this guy and recognize that only the diamondbacks have had a chance to work with him since, since his best days in San Francisco, and maybe there are some things that, that could be done to get him back to being a, a better pitcher. So it's possible that you see, you see <laughs> the Mad comments Bum. are popping off. The Rockies are going to sign him. The Rockies <laughs> are absolutely going to sign him. Let's go. Uh, Chris says, maybe the D backs are hoping someone celebrating 420 makes a call. I would trade Madison Bumgarner at this point for two packs of OGs, a five pack of pre rolls, maybe a little bit of concentrate and like an eighth of some silver tier, but. And I know you don't know what most of that stuff is, just no, no idea. I'm just saying on 420, <laughs> it's uh, it would be a good haul. I feel like it would be a good haul. Uh, Gabriel said he's gonna dominate the Savannah Bananas division. 
I could see him on the party animals. <laughs> he absolutely would make a good heel to the Savannah Bananas just all the time, right? Uh, anyway, I don't know, but we are very excited that this is happening because I think this just allows this team to grow, right? Uh, I think it's a, a kind of, I don't, I don't know if this is a weed metaphor or not, but you know, like when you have like dead weeds in your yard and you kind of like have to like, scrape the kind you got to scrape it down to like the dirt in order for you to like reseed and get the grass to grow right the diamondbacks needed to kind of remove someone like mad bum from from you know their their rotation from this team they needed to do something different because if not it, it didn't seem like this team was going to you know find the success that it potentially could with him as a part of it uh ben says the dodgers will sign him and have a 3.90 era probably probably uh don't put that evil out there in the universe though i don't like that uh, the Dodgers. Anyway. i'm gonna say this right now derek the dodgers will not sign madison bumgarner <laughs> they have entirely <laughs> too much pitching depth in that organization to be interested yeah. in trying to fix who's been the worst pitcher in baseball to date in 2023 i don't think you're gonna see that but yeah could you see a team that doesn't have a whole lot going for him you know bring in mad bum on, on a minor league deal of some sort I think it's possible. I, I, I don't think this is necessarily the end of Mad Bum's career if he's interested in continuing to pitch. I mean, we saw last year how much Dallas Keuchel got bounced around, right? These, yeah. these legendary pitchers, major yeah. league teams just have a hard time letting go, right? Like, all right, we can fix we Dallas We the tires Keuchel. on him. We yeah, checked we, him out. We, 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 can, we, we can do something We can make with him. this work. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, last year you saw Keuchel really struggle here and struggle in every organization uh, that, that he was with. So, um, you know, maybe that happens, but maybe Bumgarner is able to figure some things out and, and we do see him on a baseball diamond someday soon. Well, you will see us later today right here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. You can follow us in the meantime. We'll pro I'll probably be making jokes about Madison Bumgarner. Jesse will probably be a bit more professional about it, but uh, I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for joining us on this emergency podcast. We will see you later today at one o'clock in just a few hours. Uh, but remember kids, baseball is fun. It's so much more fun when there's an open spot in your starting rotation. <laughs>